0: again lovelies this is why did i write that well my seventh diary this is episode five in the last episode uh we visited auschwitz a pretty heavy entry um we're now in prague um we just had an evening where mk went a little bit heavy on the absinthe and you know, was a bit of a dick and cut our evening short with some friends that we had made from Portugal. Um we jumped back into things Thursday, september seventeenth, two thousand nine. The curtains in our room are paper thin, so I awoke with the sun. I managed to squeeze a few more hours by wrap squeeze in a few more hours by wrapping my eyes with my scarf. Once MK and I got up, we went to find breakfast. The little cafe we first went into served served no food, so I got an espresso and MK had a latte. We found the main street and settled on a restaurant that looked like it had a tasty menu. And it did. We got a- oh, I got a potato mushroom soup that came in a bowl made of bread. Too cool. <laughs> MK got a Caesar salad and potato croquettes. Neither of us could finish, so we got the leftovers wrapped up. A good meal for later on in the day. Returning to the hostel, we deliberated what to do for the rest of the day. That's when MK pulled out the truffles he had brought he had bought in Amsterdam. What the hell? Oh this is less of a judgy what the hell and this is more of a say levy what the hell. So we split them and sat in the hostel room for nearly an hour until they started to kick in. We decided to go for a walk. MK was talking really fast, like that one time when I had a Red Bull, and was jittery and very energetic. The Portuguese fellows had told us about a grocery store down the street, on Yugoslavia, and had mentioned that it was across from a park. I was interested in the park to get away from the people who crowded the streets. I hate being high in public because I always imagine the worst of of people glaring at me and labeling me. We found a small park and sat in the center at a fountain. The mushrooms were really starting to kick in, and I didn't like how it felt. I regretted eating them and was wishing the feeling would go away. But I told myself to calm down, to breathe deeply, and to relax. So I did, and then I started to feel better. (laughs) See, this is why I have been chosen as a mushroom guide for some people. I'm very good at, like, taking control of the situation. Just being like, it's okay. This feeling will pass, and then you will enjoy it. Uh, There was a group of kids also at the fountain sitting across from us. They seemed to be high on something, but it may have just seemed like that because they were being goofy. Some of them were just quiet and still. There was one girl who was always making herself the center of attention. She had baggy I don't care jeans with a tight red shirt that suggested she cared more about her appearance than she would like to let on. A carefully chosen outfit to make a certain statement so that her ripped and ill-fitting jeans decried a lack of caring and a disdain for the norm. But the way they sat on her hips, coupled with the tight top, said that she still wanted to be desired. To be lusted after when it seems like you don't try is something empowering. Whoa, I've got like... I don't know if that's the drugs talking, but I'm getting very analytical about this girl. She would jump up on the edge of the fountain and jut a hip out, hand resting on it in front of the boys. They stared at her with dulled eyes. At a point, she walked the whole ring of the fountain and when she passed the bench where MK and I were seated, I noticed that she was talking to herself. I wished I could understand her. Watching the kids and looking around to see various other people tripping on who knows what in the park made me feel almost sad. I felt like Holden Caulfield. (laughs) Oh, give me a break. (sighs) Not so much sad as observant and feeling that I knew how each of the people's lives were led and how they would progress. The only way I could think of to describe how I felt was to compare myself to Holden. I began wondering how other people would describe the state I was feeling, and how I would have described it had I never read Salinger. I couldn't find the right words. I thought a lot about it, and once in a while MK would say something, but I couldn't bring myself to speak, like there were no words good enough to, des- to describe what I wanted to. Similarly, I felt like I wanted to write, to compose but I knew that pen and paper were an inadequate means of conveyance." Oh, Jesus, these are some (laughs) some good drugs. After a short time, MK suggested we continue our walk. We walked a path through the park, but it ended quickly. I found myself wishing it would go on forever, like the path along the Speed River that you can follow for hours. Then we walked down a long hill that had a crumbling wall enclosing it, and then as I saw the end of the wall approaching, I again found found myself wishing it would last forever. At the end of the wall, M.K. decided that he wanted to go back to the hostel, so we turned around. The walls seemed to go by faster than on the way down, and I noticed a man with the big bulges in his pockets that looked silly, so I giggled. <laughs> we walked back through the park, and I noticed that the kids had switched spots, and the one guy who had been sitting by himself, really tripping, was no longer there. We passed the same group of ragged people that we had earlier. They were all dirty and ripped and looked homeless but I was touched by the incredible sense of community they seemed to share, as about 20 of them had gathered together in this circle, I imagined to do drugs. <laughs> this is just because you're high, Kaya, doesn't mean everyone else is. They had a few dogs with them that were rolling in the grass, and one was on its back playing with an empty water bottle, as a kitten might play with a ball of yarn. We passed a window in which there was a humidifier made to look like an elephant, and I laughed, thinking of Henry the Hoover with his face. It struck me as strange and somewhat conceited that we humans feel it necessary to attach a familiar face to the material or unknown to make ourselves more comfortable. Like any, oh, like our likenesses of aliens are all somewhat human, with eyes, noses, ears, hands, and are usually biped. How self-centered we are as a species. <sighs> Back in the hostel, it was a lot better. Oh, it was a lot hotter, so we stripped down to underwear. M.K. was laying on the bed and watching his fingers as he wiggled them, and threw all of the blankets and pillows off the the bed because they were ruining the landscape. God. I brought out my camera, and we filmed each other talking and experiencing. This very American beauty. (laughs) Oh, I'm incorrigible. This is awful. We had sex, and every nerve-ending felt each other. M.K. was like a baby. <laughs> a character of every emotion he felt. Happy, sad, disappointed, proud. We decided to have a shower afterwards in the ridiculously large tub. We hosed each other with the shower head, M.K. watering me like a plant. There was no plug for the drain, but I put my foot over the hole, and we allowed the tub to fill. M.K. said that he- He felt like God must feel, entirely surrounded by warmth and comfort and sensation as the water fell on him and surrounded him. I figured people could hear us giggling and chatting in there, but didn't get too bothered by it. Once out of the tub, we returned to the room. I had to pee, so I got dressed. I was out of clean underwear, but MK offered that I could wear a pair of his. I tried them on, but the flap made me feel like a boy, so I opted to go commando. I retrieved the leftover soup bread bowl and salad from the fridge and returned to the room with them. I bade MK to close his eyes and fed him bits of the salad at a time, and he identified each time what was on the fork. Combinations of cheese, cucumber, olives, lettuce, and parsley. Once I fooled him and fed him some of the old soup, which had congealed on the bread to form a thick, lumpy paste. MK's face screwed up like a baby who's just been fooled into eating spinach when it thought it was getting carrots. (laughs) Poor guy. I had a good laugh and then gave him more salad. We continued to goof around for a bit and then fell asleep. Wow, that was quite the trip there, Kai. September 18th. MK was up a lot of the night coughing, so neither of us had a very good sleep last night. Regardless, we got up when the alarm went off and packed up. We made one of the instant soups I had bought a few days ago, which was pretty salty and disappointing. We set off and did laundry so that I would have some clean underwear finally. The laundry place had free washrooms and internet, which was amazing. MK looked up where to catch a shuttle to the airport, so we decided to make our way in that direction. We saw on the way the train station and remembered the kind man on our way into Prague that had told us that the trains were very cheap. We asked for information how to get to the airport, were given a map of transit lines, and shown which route to take. Unfortunately, the info booth where we got the map didn't sell tickets. We were told that the only way to get tickets was through an automated kiosk. We went there, but there was no English option, and judging by the pictures, we concurred that you needed a special chip card, but we didn't know where or how to get one. We looked at the map and noticed that we were close to the pickup for the airport shuttle. We went there, and lucky for us, the shuttle was right there. We had to get out some more money to pay for it, but we got on. Turns out the girl we, showed the sh- we shared the shuttle with was also on our way to Milan. She's from near there. We talked to her for a bit in the airport. The flight was quick, not even two hours. From the Milan Malpensa ar- airport, we took a shuttle to the central train station. The info booths had closed at 6, so we had to purchase a map from a souvenir shop. We discovered that our hostel, Hostel Arno, was quite close. We went there, and because we had had such a lousy night's sleep, we basically went to sleep after a quick pasta dinner at a great side street pizzeria. There were peddlers on the street trying to sell roses. One came up to us, and we declined a rose, but he just smiled at me and gave me one. I must have blushed huge. Oh god, this is such a such tourist trap. MK joshed me a bit, but the guy came back after about half an hour to try to get MK to pay for it. MK figured it was worth a euro, half price, to get the guy to leave. And now I have a rose. Oh, how charming and romantic. September 19th. We tried to sleep in today. MK slept while I had the chance to shave my legs, and then we set out. Exploring the city, we found several gorgeous parks with waterfalls, ponds, huge trees, statues, and people everywhere. we had seen a beautiful church on many of the postcards and wanted to find it reasoning reasoning that among the list of churches okay yeah reasoning that among the list of churches on the map given to us by the hostel it was probably number 1 we set off in search of it we found it without too much difficulty and it was even more beautiful in real life turrets upon turrets of countless hours of work carving intricate details and statues blew my mind i also found a bra <laughs> well in that same square success On our way back to the hostel, we picked up a bottle of wine and drank it while waiting for dinner time. We finished the bottle and played some cards and then made for the restaurant we had eaten at last night. We found it, but they didn't open for another half an hour, so we headed back to the hostel, getting another bottle of wine. We found Ace Ventura in Italian on television, so we watched that, and once it was done, we headed back to the restaurant. While we were eating, MK began talking about everything and why people are the way they are and why people shouldn't respect people. People shouldn't respect people. Excellent. He mentioned that I didn't that I didn't feel what I did. At first in reference to the fact that I didn't feel as much as him on mushrooms. Then he had a rant about people who don't feel what they do, and what I gathered was that he hated them, and I was lumped in that category. Oh god, what a dickhead. <sighs> Fuck. I didn't talk for the rest of our meal and he raved against every category i seemed to fit into and chastised me for not knowing who i am or what made me this way i didn't talk for the fear of crying which i managed to to stave until we were back in the hostel he used the bathroom first and when he returned i went when i came back from the bathroom he wasn't in our room i didn't know whether he had gone to use the internet or if he had gone out entirely i decided to go use the net regardless hoping hoping someone would be Oh, someone would be online that I could talk to. Out of the three computers in the lobby, one was broken, one was being utilized by an old man, and the other by MK. He didn't even look up when I came into the room to inquire about the computers. Well, at least he didn't leave entirely, or hadn't yet when I was there. Now here I am in the room, double bed, by myself, 9.30 on a Saturday night in Milan. No idea if MK is still here, no idea when he'll be back, no idea where to go from here. We both have plane tickets for Rome. I suppose we'll go there together, but what from there? Can this be patched? No idea. Okay, right, I've got a... Then, it, then it's like big ellipses, and then it says, okay, after the fact. Wait. MK came back to our room. We brushed our teeth and got undressed and got into bed in silence, aside from MK asking me where the toothpaste was. Once the lights were out, he heard me sobbing. Took me in his arms and asked me what was wrong. Took me some time to collect my breath enough to be able to speak more than a word or two at a time. I told him how everything he had said at dinner, and I had taken to be directed at me, or at the very least at the categories which I belonged to. I tried to explain how I interpreted everything that he said as negative against me. We had a long chat about how he doesn't hate me, or necessarily the categories I'm in and about how he hears his father come out when he's frustrated and his mother when he's depressed. He said that he hadn't meant for me to feel like a victim and hadn't intended for his words to be directed at me and definitely didn't want to see or hear since we were in the dark, me cry. He explained that his snappiness and frustration with me comes from the fact that he feels like I shut him out from myself. Like I never bother explaining to him what I'm about. I try to explain that I get flushed and frustrated when I can't efficiently explain myself And and that this reluctance manifests itself in my I don't know answers. He explained to me that I don't know seemed to him as though I didn't care enough about him to try to explain myself." Oh god, this is such like a gaslighting nonsense. Where he's like, I hate you and everything you're about, and then when I cry, he's like, no, you were imagining it all, it's all because you don't talk to me enough. Ugh. Uh, and that in the doubt I feel about coming to my own solid opinions lies the ability to question myself to get to the root of it all. He explained it as an unfairness to myself as well as an injustice to him. That as I let neither of us explore what I'm going through and thinking. (laughs) Fuck you, man. I was glad that he came back and talked rather than coming back laying down in silence at the other side of the bed and leaving things as they were. I finally understand what, oh, what Matt B had meant about talking versus talking. Oh god. Matt B was a dude I had slept with a couple of times who was just like, yeah, a bit of a a prick and like got mad at me for, I don't know, for something, I don't remember what. and, like, was accusing me of, like, not talking to him about it. And then only said that, like, talking talking about it was only acceptable if I, like, I was also holding his hand while talking. Just, yeah, sort of a series of bad news dudes. Uh, I tried to explain this to MK, but he didn't get it. <laughs> I think I really had no words for it. And the fact that I told him it was a notion of an ex-guy put him on edge. I said that it wasn't quite a boyfriend, just some guy I was seeing, which I fear may have made him think it was, it was Hugh, <laughs> who was a friend of MK's, who I had been sleeping with a little bit before MK, uh, since he had been talking about Hugh earlier, and I didn't think he, know, he knew about Matt B. This mention got him a bit prickly again, especially since I couldn't quite explain myself. So I floundered and found myself wanting to drop the subject and just tell him I don't know. We left it at that and went to sleep. Happy two-year anniversary. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, that's a nice, uplifting, positive view of this fucking relationship. Uh, At least I'm in Milan. That's kind of fun. Uh, Until next time, bye.